This is No Halos Here, hosted by Jen Lang and Jane Stark, the place to inspire a change in your consciousness to elevate the world. We're two heart-centered business owners nourishing our inner rebels while growing our respective businesses. No Halos Here is the result of bringing together an opera singer turned spiritual mentor and a marketing professional turned well-being coach to meditate daily. Together, we unite physical, mental, emotional, and spiritual energies into a powerful presence to lead, heal, and inspire. We love exploring the shadowed edges of life, the universe, and beyond through honest and thought-provoking conversations. Let's dive in. Hi, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of No Halos Here with Jen Lang and Jane Stark. And today, we're talking about the value of play. Now, it's not necessarily even the value. I think it's like exploring play and the word play and work and how they go hand in hand and why we chose to call our latest offering the Empowerment Playbook rather than a workbook. Yeah. Yeah. And interestingly, we kind of just came up with that name. We both liked it. But in discussions, Jen and I have discovered that it has slightly different meaning for each of us. And Mm -hmm. that's sort of another piece of, I think, what um, inspired today's discussion around this concept of play, because I look at, so when I was thinking like, Ooh, it's like a playbook workbook felt too, I don't know, workbook, like too heavy Mm -hmm. to, Hey, we're going to give you a book to work through. And this is, you know, I don't know, hard or whatever, whatever associations we have with the word work and whatnot. And so I was like, what if it's a playbook? But to me, I saw a playbook as I don't, I haven't come up with a better word yet, but like a manual, but it's not again, a manual as follow this step and this step and this step. And you have to do everything in the right way or this way, the way we say in order to get to the end, it's kind of, um, it's more of a loose framework. It's the, it's the playbook of, I think for Jen and I, the culmination of, our life experience, our knowledge, our skills, and bringing that all together Mm -hmm. and sort of creating this, this piece that gives people an introduction into what we do and how we work and how we got to where we're at in our lives today. Definitely. I think it's also where the play piece comes in for me. Sorry. No, no, that's Um, great. Um, the play, I think to reference back to your earlier remark about how we look at play Um, from obviously from our own perspectives and our own backgrounds. So a lot of my background is in music and Mm -hmm. we play music. We play an instrument. I don't work an instrument. I mean, yeah, (laughs) I I can operate it, but it's not, it's Mm -hmm. not, it's less masculine and mechanical. And, you know, I play an instrument and it's fun Mm -hmm. to noodle around and play and play with my voice. And a lot of the aspects of the way I work with people and voices and voice development and even spiritual mentorship, we've talked about intuition and play, mm-hmm. but the music part is all, it's play based. Yes, there is structure and some technical pieces and there's aspects of playing to make it more freeing because we mm-hmm. don't, we don't move past our limitations I don't think we move past our limitations just by following an instruction manual. Totally. Right. That's how we, we don't figure it. We don't, the self-discovery is lost Yeah. if we're following a manual. So that's why I was like, the term manual doesn't work exactly, but I don't know what the term is specifically, but it's the playbook. It's the, 
it's all the different things, the trials and the tribulations and the learnings and the things that we've learned, but it's provided as a framework Mm -hmm. for people to start that journey or to try on a little bit of what worked for us, but it's not prescriptive. Yes. And even though, and so it's interesting, we sort of were jumping in talking about the empowerment playbook, which is we'll link to in the show notes and it's, it is our latest free offering, but the, there is some structure in it because we also recognize that if you're listening or if you're starting out with this manual, you want some, a little bit of direction. So yes, we've provided that direction. (laughs) (laughs) I did. I I did. I'm like old habits die hard. So the playbook part is this aspect of us. We provided you some direction, but we also want to encourage you to play. And we've given you some ways to play with where it takes you Mm -hmm. within. Yeah. And I think, and that's sort of also where we created the framework. And then when Jen started to um, share her interpretation of like a playbook and let's literally bring play in that was what brought in this idea of yeah why don't we give some people some tools to play with and Mm -hmm. that's exactly what it is it's about there's no right I think this is the other thing in play there's no right or wrong yeah and that's a part of this work too there's no right or wrong there's no formula to say you have to do it this way to get this outcome. And I don't believe, because I believe we're all, we're all individually unique. And so, and this is a bit of, I think a bit of a beef I have in this, (laughs) as we're talking, I'm like, this is something I don't love about a lot of the coaching world and Mm -hmm. the self-help world and all these things. It's so, you know, everybody tries to go, well, here's my formula. It's the best formula. You got to do this and you'll get this. Mm, My experience. No. But what has worked for me is that I can try these different things on. I try people's different formulas in certain ways and take what works for me and leave what doesn't. And that is really, really powerful when we can do that. And so allowing and bringing in more of that play aspect that you talk about, Jen, mm-hmm. um, and bringing that from, like you say, your, your experience of playing music and creativity and how that looks for you is what was really kind of like solidified the playbook, I think for you, for me, it was like, what are all the pieces? Like, what's the playbook of our life? The story, it's the story in this that we can bring. So you've looked at it. I've, if I'm hearing you right, you you have looked at it from the context of the story and the larger pieces of what brought you to this point um, that in, in terms of you know, maybe you weren't consciously playing through all these aspects of your life. It's kind of, it actually reminds me of how, what Shakespeare always did when he, when he put a play within a play, when Mm. he wrote his plays and at some point in some of the stories, there is a play within the play with an illustrative lesson for the characters in the play. Right. So this playbook has those illustrative lessons for yourself. However, we've also provided you some ways to play with what you discover mm-hmm. in a multitude of ways. So there's no one way to do the playbook. You can do it again. There's, it's not just a one-time, okay, I've done now. I've got the insight. You can go back. In fact, we encourage exactly. you to go back every month if you want. Or looking at different, reflecting on different areas of our lives, right? It, yeah. I think that's a really good point. It is, that's where, yeah, for me, I guess 
that's the piece is the story. It's the story mm-hmm. of my life, your life, our life, our lived experiences and bringing that into a place to start. And again, you can follow through and answer the questions. There, there is guidance there, but the answers will be different for everybody. And the yeah. direction that it takes you will be different for everybody. And it is, it isn't really a one and done do this playbook. And you've got your answer to, you know, the be all and end all and it, you don't need to do it again. And it's like, you say, like we did this process together, yeah. you know, when we came up with it and then we actually just were like, oh, we should go through and do this again around this. So it's, it's just a formula or a guidance that we can apply to so many different areas in our lives that help us excavate and uncover Mm-hmm. a little bit more about us. It's all in the name of self-discovery, really. So then that's that's kind of like a a good time to bring in that we are going to talk about the empowerment playbook a little bit more. I think on future episodes, we might actually walk you through uh, as a listener through some aspects of it. But I actually want to go back to this, you know, this concept of play and how we talk about play and how we integrate play as an adult, because it's encouraged as children. And this concept of play is usually, usually, but not always, a reward for having done something not playful yeah. in advance. Like I was saying, the whole the whole slogan, work hard, play hard, right? Yes. Unpack that a little bit. And- well, and we kind of got to that discussion before we hit record. Um, Jane and I were talking about... Um, this past weekend, a week less than a week ago, we took a trip to one of the smaller islands between Vancouver and Victoria to do sort of a masterminding retreat type of environment. And I said to her, oh yeah, I have to remind myself that I worked all weekend and we did work all weekend. But then we got to talk about like, Jane's like, I felt like I played. I'm like, oh, mm-hmm. interesting concept. So then what do we define as work or play or flow or however you want to do it? And there was, yes, there were aspects of creativity. And yes, there were beautiful nature walks outdoors that were inspiring and reflective. And there was times when we sat down and took a focused and intensive look at aspects of our business and our resources very intentionally that I wouldn't necessarily consider play, but we're still flow and a part of a business building exercise. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I mean, I think some of that is also unpacking conditioning, right? Yeah. Um, And that, I mean, I know, so for me, that's where, excuse me, the whole idea that I worked was like, I didn't feel like I worked because I've, but I've worked so much to decondition that. And you mentioned, and I think part of the reason you felt that way a little bit more than me was because you stayed on Mm -hmm. um, another night and did go and do probably what we would classify more as work, right? You went and did about four hours of computer work, getting some stuff um, from the weekend down on paper and in documents and whatnot. So also slightly different experiences, but yeah, this idea that like, what does it even opens up? How can our work start to feel more playful? How can we bring play into our work and into our lives? And um, that flow piece, you know, that was the, the intention of our days. And that's what I, I mean, for me personally, the way we operated on the weekend is how I have started to operate every day of my life. Um, in that flowing from one thing to another, allowing more spaciousness, allowing more of my own intuition of like, what do I feel like doing right now? 
And I don't mean that from a, oh, I don't feel like doing this thing that I have a deadline for. Like there is, there is that pieces that come in, but, um, one of my big, I don't know, missions in life or, um, goals is to really keep myself and be in that more flow state. For me, it feels like a little bit of like the leading from the feminine. Um, and yeah, you got some, I've got something to say around that around not necessarily about the feminine aspect, but I was sort of, while you were talking, I was also reflecting on how I play with music and I have to practice music to be able to perform it in a way that is satisfying for both myself and for the audience. Mm -hmm. So then practice is still playing an instrument. However, I come from a background where my practice has been very structured. Mm -hmm. So it's like, I was very self-disciplined. I practiced piano, you know, you know, my first keyboard instrument was the organ. I used to get up and practice flute in the mornings. So I approached it from that very structured place. And at the end of the day, I also, one of my more satisfying performance experiences as a teen was this flute recital. And I really, I knew my pieces so well that I got into the flow of mm. being with the music and playing with, allowing the music to play with me. And so this is where I think the structure and play piece work together beautifully in that, that familiarity, true freedom comes from the mastery of that element that you want the flow with. Now, sometimes mm -hmm. the flow is the surrender piece. And sometimes the flow is out of that preparation and mastery aspect. Yeah. Yeah. Good point. I think it, it is very nuanced. And it also, again, depends on, again, everybody's unique. We know yeah. that you function a little bit better than I do with more structure. I'm yeah. the flow. I yeah. am... And that's, you know, what works for me. And that's been a part of my journey to undo the conditioning that I have to operate in this Uber structured, um, yeah. world. And for me, as I've been able to step out of that, the abundance has come in. So I've really realized yeah. and learned that for me, that's where the true abundance and fulfillment comes from is in that. And it's interesting when I fall back into old patterns and old habits. And I, and I get more into got to do this, got to do that structure, structure work, you know, at the computer eight hours a day or whatever the thing is, my, um, things close up. Yeah. Like I find that everything starts to constrict and I have to catch myself. This is what I'm learning. I think we both learn really well from each other and play off each other and remind mm -hmm. each other there is a time for structure and for, sort of less, like, I'm not gonna say less playful because we still have fun in our more structured conversations. Mm -hmm. uh, but it's also been a beautiful experience for me over the past couple of weeks, I've been letting go of some very structured activities. Mm -hmm. And I'm sitting for me in that discomfort of this open space in my schedule mm -hmm. and in my time. And at the same, at the same, in the same token or the same space, I'm going, oh, it might be kind of fun to just what if I were to just sit down at the piano and play some songs for the fun yes. of it? Yes. And so it's interesting because you, I wanted to go back to something you said about, and we won't go too far down this path, but you said about kids and kids are told to play and taught to play. But I would also argue that kids are told how to play. They're mm -hmm. told when to play. They're yeah. told they learn. I mean, 
I remember my daughter going into grade one. It seems to here, it seemed to be around grade one, but kindergarten. Yeah. There's still a bit of play, but they start to take it out. And by grade one, it's like, you're sitting at a desk and you are, you know, like you're now structured and playtime is even more structured. And I remember her coming home one day and being like, mom, like we don't get to play anymore. Yeah. And it broke my heart. Cause it's like, you're six, five, even I think when she went into kindergarten. And so it, it's programmed into our society very early on Yeah, that, you know, play has to look a certain way. And that flow space kind of gets removed. Cause how do you find that flow when you are, you know, told exactly how to or how, or when to play or play as a reward for doing yeah. the structured work in the first place, which is really interesting. Cause I've, you know, Jane and I are both working with some money, like I can just mm. call it stuff. Cause it's just play all, with you can play money. with money. Money's right? just energy. Money is energy. And you yeah. can play with that too. And it's when we take away the, actually for me, I found when I took the away the pressure of having like to having the pressure of having to, I was like, I have to make this much every month and I have to take these actions mm-hmm. towards this amount every month. It was such a heavy, forceful way. And it never really, um, it never really flowed. And yes, it hasn't been perfect since. And there's always more stuff to explore and to experiment with, but the play as a reward for doing another structure or doing another activity like if I'm, I'm only allowed to eat, this pattern shows up in throughout our lives, like having dessert at the end of the meal. Wouldn't it be fun to just start your meal with dessert one day and just see, mm-hmm. or why does dessert always have to happen at the end of the meal? It doesn't mm-hmm. always have to happen. What if your meal is so satisfying that you don't need the quote unquote reward of dessert? And in the same way, we look at play as a reward for having gone through a a less pleasant experience. But if we refer it back to the weekend that Jane and I just had, that a lot of what we did, some people might consider work. And at the same time, it flowed for us. So it didn't feel as heavy. It as felt good and felt work. fun. Like yeah. I came home and felt like I had, like I was full. Yeah. I was, my cup was full. I did not come home and feel like, oh my God, I worked all weekend. And that's the difference too, right? I mean, mm-hmm. that again, gets into a bit of a different whole conversation there. But this idea that, uh, work and play can be one in the same and they can mm-hmm. feel good. And, you know, even if you are in a career that maybe feels a little bit more like work, then I think it's even more important to try and find those spaces for play and really connect back to what does play feel like for you and yeah. how do you play? This was a hard one for me because this is one, again, as I started to hire coaches and even, and therapists actually too, I remember it's a question that gets asked a lot. Like, well, what did you love to do as a child? And I couldn't tell you, I couldn't really connect into what I truly like, what my play piece was as a child. And so I share that only because it really frustrated me and I ended Mm -hmm. up, but what I've found now is it's been through those layers of self-discovery that I have been able to connect with what play is for me. And I don't actually know that it's what I love to do as a child. There's certain crimson threads I can see and things like that, but it's not, it's not necessarily totally aligned. I, I'm not, I think as a child, somewhere along the lines, I, I learned very quickly to shut 
the play piece down. Mm-hmm. Um, and or so, to structure it. Yeah. And or so go now, play outside versus go playing on a screen. Right. Well, and like, you know, what's the difference and, there? And how does, yeah, exactly. And how does it look now? I mean, so I look at my day to day. I got up, you know, there was some, some responsibilities. I had to get my, my kids ready and, and out the door to school and things like that. And then I had a few minutes before our meeting and I was like, not even a few minutes, I had about 45 minutes and I was like, okay, what do I feel like doing? And I'm like, I'm going to read my book. And I feel like I had my coffee and I was like, I could go and, you know, get in the shower and get on the computer and do all the things. I'm like, kind of just want to enjoy my coffee. And Mm -hmm. I don't want to sit and scroll social media. That's not feeling good today. So yeah, so I got my book out and I sat and read and the book that I was reading was a little bit more work-based stuff. It's not a book that I would read before bed because it's more scientific and, and whatnot. And so, but it felt so good. Then, you know, then I step into you and I having our meeting and recording this podcast. And then this afternoon, my girlfriend was like, let's go for a walk that feels fulfilling and playful. And I know that while that's happening, I am still in that abundance space. I am still, it's not that, oh, well, I'm not on the computer doing whatever task I need to do to make money. And so it's finding that flow, right? Like there's work in there. This is work. This is work for us. And we've created this. So, you know, just sort of, and that for me is that flow and that through that day. And that feels playful. Mm, Lovely. But I'm still working in there. I will, I will respond to some emails and I will do some of the other more administrative tasks that I need to do to keep things moving forward, pay some bills and whatnot. But those are the highlights of my day that I focus on that feel playful and allow me to get those other tasks done easily and in flow. I think it feels like there's another sort of episode waiting to come in about the difference between work and play and where they meet. And we've mm-hmm. sort of referenced it around here and we've talked about it. And hopefully this has given you some, you the listener, some ways to reflect on what play means to you. If you don't have play in your life, what might it look like if you were to introduce something like play? Um, you know, we're seeing it with creative activities. So there's definitely maybe a conversation around creativity, play and work. If you mm-hmm. missed our episode with Dr. Caroline Brookfield around creativity, you'll definitely want to go back and listen to that. I think it's episode mm-hmm. 28 or 29. And her stats but, in that were, oh, again, yeah. when it comes to work, right? Really she amazing. Has some really impressive statistics on how creativity impacts work and, and productivity. Creativity and- flows from play. Yes. So yeah. we need a balance of play in our lives. And if you're feeling stuck, in an aspect of your life, then definitely it's an empowerment playbook moment because we want you to play with that moment in your life in a way that's completely, uh, it hopefully might be outside of your comfort zone yep. or in a way that gives you, you know, sort of scratches the surface. You look at the tip of the iceberg of why this feeling of stuckness is showing up in an aspect of your life. Yeah. One of the things we call it in one of my groups, we call it the algorithm interrupt. Right. Yeah. So when you're stuck and you're just sort of feel like you're spinning, mm-hmm. play and creativity can be a great way to interrupt yeah. that. And it gets you out of, and this is a, what our playbook is all about too, because this is kind of what Jen and I are all about. It gets you out of your head and into your body. Mm-hmm. 
and shifts up that energy, which is right. so powerful. So on that note, uh, I don't have a lot more to say about this currently, but I think we'll park some ideas for the relationship mm-hmm. between work and play and creativity for a future episode. If you're curious about the playbook, the empowerment playbook, you can download it. We will put the link in the show notes and we would love to hear from you. Yes. We'd love to hear from experiences about it. You can follow us on Instagram at we are Jen and Jane, and we'll be talking about the playbook. You will hear a lot more about it on this happy note, this happy, playful note, go out and find an activity to play with today after you have finished listening to this episode. And we'd love to hear what did you play with? How did you play? Awesome. Have an amazing rest of your day. Talk to you soon. Bye. Thanks for joining us for these conscious combos. If you're ready to dive deeper, head on over to wearejenandjane.com to continue the conversation. If you loved this episode, please take a moment to share it with your friends or your network and leave us a review by going to Apple Podcasts. Find us on Instagram at wearejenandjane and let us know what you enjoy and what you would like to see more of. We'd love to hear from you.